up, men, and welcome to a brand new season of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of the hosts of the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's up? And we are back. We're back. We're back. And I love the way you just, it was almost like you were reciting a Bible memory verse, like trying to get every word down. It's been a while. It only took me two times. Uh, Yeah. That was take number two. It was take number two. That's right. But but you did it. I got it. I got it. I got it. It has been a while. And you guys may have been wondering what in the world happened to quality manhood. Apparently they... Are they okay? Like... Maybe they're not quality men anymore. And they're like, hey, we can't record this (laughs) podcast. Um, we had this last one and then it was like just yeah. radio silence. Yeah, it was done. No, we, uh, we took a break and, uh, much like many of you for the summer and just approaching summer, life gets hectic and chaotic and crazy and busy and summer travel and everything else like that. So, uh, we stepped away for a little while, but we're back and yeah. we are back excited about what's coming. We'll talk about that a little bit in this episode, but, uh, Kellen, what have you been doing? What have you been up to over the past few months? Catch the uh, the men up a little bit. Yeah, so we did a, a vacation, uh, went out to, to Utah, which is a, a wonderful place to go to. Uh, so we went out there with the kids, and uh, people were like, hey, go to Zion, go to Zion. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go to Zion. And I got out there, and the first review that I read about Zion, it's like, Zion is like the National Park version of Disneyland. And I was like, no, I'll pass. I don't want to take a 6'3 and a one-year-old and stand amongst thousands of people and wait in a two-hour line to get to a tram when my kids don't know the difference anyway. And so we spend most of the time just at the pool, uh, relaxing. And yeah, we uh, a couple of my ministries flowed through the summertime. So that was good, just being able to, to stay connected there. But yeah, it was a good time to relax and just enjoy time with the fam, which was good. So one of the people that told you, hey, you should go to Zion is the guy sitting across the table well, from me. Well, it's because you didn't allow me to go on two trips that you took to the with the college ministry. Do we want to talk about that? Do we want to talk about why you didn't go on those two well, trips? I, one was my wife having a child, so yeah. I think that was legitimate. But, but the, like, not on the trip. The child had already arrived, yes? <laughs> a week before. Okay. <laughs> they make backpacks for those things. <laughs> for the things? The babies. Thank the, you. The, the childlings, the offspring. He, him. I'm yeah. Sorry. The boy. The baby boy. We can say that on here. Was... It's allowable. Yeah. It's permissible. No, but dude, we told you to go. And, I know. And I know. it wasn't like Disneyland when we went. And uh, and yeah, you could have been okay. But you guys made a, a good good time of it anyway. It was right? a good time. Yeah. It was just a, about a year or two uh, behind when I was originally supposed to go. But it all worked out well. Right. Yeah. Right. What about you? What have you been up to? Yeah, man. It started in May. I graduated from Master's Seminary with my... Doctor. Uh, yeah. Burner. Yeah, doctorate in uh, ministry. D-Min. Uh, which is weird to say. I've got a demon, and uh, people look at me funny when I say that, Yeah, it's true. Um, I try not to say it that often just to prevent the confusion and I mean, You can say the whole the whole word. Th- yeah, it's to... just a mouthful. It is. Yeah. So did that. Um, yeah, ministry, went on vacation, went to Arizona, went to Phoenix because it's summertime in Phoenix, and why not go to Phoenix? Yeah, it's hot. And, and cheap. Affordable. And that was the yeah. driving fact. I mean, we were thinking, you know, how can we go and, and uh, save some money? No, but we got to see some friends out there, great time. Uh, just getting away and getting recharged. College ministry kept going through the summer. Men's ministry was off and on during the yeah. the summer there. But uh, we're excited. We're excited to be back. We're looking forward to jumping back in with both feet. It seems like things at our church, probably y'all's churches out there as well, are uh, are ramping up again. And it seems like even though this Delta variant and apparently there's a Lambda variant and apparently now there's a new South African variant that's supposed to be different than all the others. Wow. Even in the midst of all that, God's been kind to the church to right. um, allow us to continue to be meeting out her, here where we are in uh, 
the liberal bastion of Southern California. Um, <laughs> even we, here. Even here. Yeah. Uh, we are still able to meet and gather without masks and sing indoors, and we're praising God for that. And thankfully, he's been kind to our church um, to protect us through this. So right. uh, lots of, of things to be excited about. But uh, Kellen, what are we going to do this year with Quality Manhood? Because you and I met and kind of said, hey, let's let's stop doing these just random one-off episodes, but maybe we give it some direction and guidance and purpose. So why don't you tell our listeners what uh, they can expect this season from Quality Manhood? Yeah, so when we think about Quality Manhood, it's like, what what better way to do it? What uh, How can we put some structure around it so that we can continue to be faithful to the Word of God and be consistent with that? And uh, one thing that, that came to mind for both of us is just when we think about the qualifications of an elder uh, that we see in, in 1 Timothy 3 and in Titus 1. And uh, I know right off top you might be thinking, well, I'm not, I'm not trying to be an elder. I'm not trying to be a pastor, so uh, you can miss me with these episodes. And I would just tell you to slow down there because as, as we look at these qualifications, um, it's really of a, a godly man. Um, and it's really what all men uh, of Christ should be striving to be. And, and we'll get into to each one of them. We'll expound on it and, and really talk about God's Word and, and what that means and how we can apply it to our lives as we aim to do it on every episode here. But I think when we just really back up and look at the foundational um, just uh, point for us and purpose for us as, as godly men is like we need to start here and we need to look at God's Word and, and see what He says uh, of how He wants us to strive to be in our life and break down each one of these points. And so we'll be talking through those for the, the fall semester um, and then uh, for the spring as well. And so we'll, we'll go through all 19 uh, qualifications. Uh, we'll start with this one, is, which is more of a, a broad general scope of it, of why we need to do this. But yeah, we'll, we'll take you through that for the fall and the spring, and we'll sprinkle in some uh, special episodes uh, that we'll have where we'll bring some guests on and, and talk uh, through just different things that we're dealing with uh, nowadays, one being critical race theory, uh, one that's hot and heavy that is uh, just all throughout uh, the, the church right now spreading throughout, and we need to, as as uh, Christian men, need to be be able to understand what that is and the angle that they're using uh, with twisting scripture and trying to to bring that into the church. Um, so we want to be able to arm you and equip you uh, with some of the knowledge uh, coming from our senior pastor, which is he's doing a great job of teaching and equipping our church right now um, on what that looks like. So we'll talk about that. Uh, but excited for this uh, for this series. Um, and each week, like I said, you'll be able to track with us as we go through First uh, Timothy three and, and Titus one. And one of the books that uh, Pastor PJ and I have been studying and, and just even reading through as we we prep through this is a book I've I've mentioned on here before is The Measure of a Man by Gene Getz. And he does a, a similar thing as you know take a look takes a look at these qualifications for an elder and really. Uh, how does that apply to our life and how how can we use that for um, our own accountability and then also as we're discipling other men uh, that are around us as well. So we're looking to do um, that same thing, but obviously we're going to take um, just some practical things that we see um, around our church and the men that we deal with and be able to provide that with you. And hopefully it'll be edifying uh, for you as we go along through uh, this season. And don't worry, there's still going to be the, the banter back and forth about sports and things like that that uh, I know some of you guys tune in for. And, and uh, it is a almost football season, in fact. Cow- Cowboys season. It, Cowboys kick off next week. Against the yeah. Bucks. Against the Bucks. Great. Yeah. Happy. I'm Just... calling a dub right now on air. <laughs> I'm calling a W. You don't want to ease into the season and no. say, hey, we'll see how it goes. No, and... I'm calling a W. 
Okay. Um, I I just think Hopefully. Dak's going to come out on fire with CD and, and Amari. I hope so. Zeke seems to be tearing it up. I mean, at least in interviews. So interviews we'll see on the field. And without people tackling him. I mean, right. he always right. going to look good there. Right. I, I hope. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. One well, can only hope. Yeah. We hope everyone else in the world is wrong and that we're right, right? That the Cowboys are going to do well. So, no, we're, we're excited for this season, men. And uh, like Kellen just said, we want to walk through this because so many of these are qualifications for an elder. Uh, and, yeah, if you're out there and you're thinking, that's not me, I'm not an elder, uh, you're a man. And if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, these are qualifications you need to embrace as well. And here's some of them. Paul writes this in First Timothy chapter 3, just to lay this out for us. He says, the saying is trustworthy. It's reliable. If anyone aspires or desires the office of an overseer or an elder, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. So you read through through those, and and really aside from the able to teach quality, every other one of those is a a worthwhile quality for a man of God. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, uh, we're not going to have somebody go, oh, well, I'm not a, I'm not an elder, so I can be a drunkard. Right. <laughs> I, I'm not an elder, so, you know, I, I can be violent, Yeah. you know, right? They're, it's, it's pretty self-evident that these should be attributes that characterize us because they're not only talked about here, they're talked about elsewhere in the scriptures as, as well on top of this. So, yeah. And I, I wouldn't even discount the, the able to teach. Obviously when we talk about teaching, um, you know, we, take a look at from a pulpit and public speaking forum but you know some of you men out there are small group leaders or you're discipling people and so when you when you think about teaching I wouldn't just quickly just say hey all right that one's off the topic because we're not talking about me but yeah if you're counseling someone even that one-on-one you're teaching them you're discipling them you should be uh, able to handle the word and you need to be studying the word and in the word and able to teach someone else um, how to glean from the word and um, learn from it as well yeah absolutely Absolutely. Well, the first one that we want to talk about uh, with you guys this week is, um, again, as Kellen alluded to earlier, it's kind of an umbrella topic for all the rest of them. And it's not necessarily listed in First Timothy chapter 3 or Titus chapter 1, but it's, it's an attribute that is part of, for example, the, the fruit of the Spirit, and that is the attribute of, of faithfulness. Uh, we want to be faithful men, or maybe you can think of it, about it as being well-rounded, that as you consider every sphere of your life, whether that's starting with your relationship to the Lord, uh, your relationship with your spouse, if you're married, your relationship with your family, your relationship to your church, your relationship at work, uh, your relationship to your neighbors. Um, These are all different spheres of your life that God wants you to be a faithful man in how you are representing Christ in each and every one of those areas. So when we talk about faithfulness, Kellen, what what do we mean by that? I mean, how would you define faithfulness? Faithfulness is looking at uh, God's word and living, um, glorifying him and in everything that we do and being faithful to that. Uh, I think oftentimes we we try to treat it like an on and off switch, right? It's like when I get to church, then I'm faithful, right? But then when I get to work, then I'm faithful to my job. Or when I am with my kids, I'm, I'm faithful to being a parent. It's like, no, uh, we need to be faithful 
to God in all things, uh, whether it's when we work, how we parent, how we love our wife, all of those, um, we need to be seeking to glorify God in, in everything that we do, right? And so it's, it's that, that being faithful to God being our priority and not uh, an, an off and on, because the minute we put something else above God and then put him, quote unquote, on the, on the back burner, if you will, uh, then we've created an idol uh, and we've allowed something to... Um, take priority over God. So that can never happen. So this faithfulness is in everything that we do, striving um, to make sure that we are aiming towards these goals of being a godly man um, in, in all things. Exactly. And, and I love what, what Paul talks about. I believe it's in 2 Corinthians 4 when he talks about the idea that, hey, look, we're, we're not at home with the Lord right now. We will be eventually, but we're, we're not yet. Um, and then he goes on and he says, look, whether I'm at home or away, you know what my aim is? My aim is that I would please the Lord in everything that I do. Um, that's my goal. That's my aim. That's my target is I want to please Christ. So uh, then that's that's what it looks like to be faithful. It looks like, as Kellen was just talking about, whatever your sphere of life, whatever that is that you're doing, sorry, it was 2 Corinthians 5, not 2 Corinthians 4. Those of you guys that were out there OCD going, he said the wrong, wrong chapter. Wrong. Correct. Here you go. There it is. 2 Corinthians 5. Um, in fact, here it is. Second uh, Corinthians five nine. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. And so to be faithful is to wake up every day and say, "That's my aim at work. That's my aim with my wife. That's my aim with my kids. That's my aim with my neighbors. That's my aim when I'm by myself. That's my aim in my prayer life, my devotional life. That's my aim as I pick up the TV remote and turn on the television. I'm making it my aim to please Him, right? And so th- that's that's being a faithful man is not compartmentalizing your life and, and taking God into some areas and, and leaving him out of other areas. Um, no, he's everywhere at all times and should be involved in every element in every corner of our lives. And, uh, and that's what it is to be a faithful man. Um, faithfulness in your marriage, faithfulness in parenting, faithfulness in your job, uh, that, that you are seeking, as Kellen said there, to, to glorify uh, God in the way that you conduct yourself. Yeah, and, and this is one of the, I'm glad we're going through this because at no point in time can any of us ever look at any of these attributes and say, I got that one. I got, I'm good there, right? These are all one that are inexhaustible. We should always be looking to grow in this area. Even if you are doing it well, then we would say press on and right. find out how you can get sort of uncomfortable and, and trust that God is going to continue to use you. Right. If it's an area you're doing well in, what's that next step that God can continue to use you and grow you and allow you to be able to, um, whether it be edify those that are around you or, or, you know, motivate them to continue to press on as well. It's looking at that, uh, situation, whatever we're talking about and saying, how can I grow here as opposed to pushing it off? And, you know, he, he talks about this, like we are, this whole life is a race. Like Paul talks about that in Philippians three It's like, we need to be straining towards the, the goal that is ahead. And that means, uh, not ever looking beside us or letting up or saying, hey, I'm I'm doing better than, you know, this person over here, so I feel like I'm good here. It's how can God continue to use me? And, you know, he talks about that in Hebrews 5 where he just talks about our growth, um, the right of Hebrews, and says, you know, we should become, we should be teachers by now, right? We should continue to grow and we should continue to um, be used by God. And so even for us here is understanding that, uh, we none of us should get comfortable saying I got that one, or if it's one that you know you haven't spent much time on, this is the time now to say 
if this is something that God is calling us to be as godly men, how do I, how do I apply this in my life? How do I make these, those adjustments so that I can start straining towards that goal of being um, a godly man in this area? Right. And in fact, just the concept of faithfulness, it, it communicates ongoing action, mm-hmm. right? nobody is like, well, I was faithful, so therefore right. I still am faithful. No, you either are or you aren't. You're you're presently faithful or you're not faithful at all. Right. I mean, think about a marriage, right? You can't say, well, well, I, I was faithful to my wife for the first five years of my marriage, and then after that I just thought I was fine and I, I drifted from right. her, right? It's like, well, no, you, you then you are not currently faithful. This right. is not something that was a one-and-done thing that marks you. You earned your Boy Scout badge, your Christian Boy Scout <laughs> badge of faithfulness, slap it on, then you can move past that. No, you have to continue to be faithful. And you brought up Hebrews, Kellen, and I love that. We're preaching through it with our college students right now. And the writer of Hebrews is so just direct with Christians saying, hold fast to the confession of your hope, of your hope. Be careful. Don't drift away. Don't fall away. Don't abandon. Don't fail to enter the rest of God. Right. And he reminds us of Israel so many times and he goes back to Israel in the wilderness wanderings. And he said, don't harden your hearts like they did. Chapter three, don't grumble against the Lord because the Lord's response was, he said, you're not going to enter in my rest. And so men, you, you are being guarded as Peter says, by God's power through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed at the last times. However, there is a participation that you and I have in that, in keeping ourselves in there through being faithful to God. And yes, it's this, it's this divine dance wherein the Lord is leading and he is the one that is ultimately providing the faith that keeps us in Christ. Uh, but man, I want you to, to own that burden of saying, I need to be faithful to the Lord and make sure that I'm not drifting in any area of my life. I need to make sure that I've got my house clean, that I'm not allowing spiritual junk to pile up in any of my rooms, but that I'm being faithful uh, to make sure that that I have my ducks in a line spiritually and that I am uh, I'm, I'm walking as the Lord wants me to walk. Yeah, love that, and yeah, not not taking not taking time off, not taking rest, not not doing that when it comes to faithfulness, right? And the the, the thought there is when we were talking, you had mentioned earlier, just even in our parenting and in our jobs. Look, man, it's getting tough now because the world is throwing out so many distractions, or you know, technology is even throwing out so many distractions. So you look at your job, um, and yeah, it's easy to kind of conform and say, you know what, I, I'll, it'll be easier for me to be faithful when I get back to church. I'll really turn it on. It's like, no, you you have that job for a reason. You got those people that are working around you for a reason. As worldly as they may seem, uh, they're in all they're all in desperate need of the gospel. And while they may not come out and say that. Uh, God has you there for a reason to what Matthew 5 tells us when he talks about salt and light is to be a light, a lampstand, right? Where you are uh, within your job and especially with your kids is, um, you know, public schools aren't aren't playing by the, the godly rules, right? They're going completely against what God's word has to say and they're throwing it in our kids' face. And so uh, while, you know, some, some of you may have the ability for your kids to be homeschooled, some of your kids are in public school. And regardless of what it is, there's parenting, there's faithfulness to God's word, faithfulness to parenting that needs to happen at home, uh, regardless of if they're in public school, private school, or homeschool, there's work to be done for us to parent our children. And that, again, goes under that umbrella of uh, being able to manage our own household, being able to love our wife, being able to parent our kids, um, and knowing that it's it's a grind and it's nonstop and has to constantly be on our mind and something that we're constantly chasing after. 
Right. So, uh, man, whatever that is, uh, this first episode back, maybe this is is that opportunity for you to examine your life um, later on today, whenever you happen to have a moment, is to push back from the desk, so to speak, and even with pen and paper to begin to examine the the different spheres of your life, whatever those are. And I know for all of you listening, you're going to have a different areas. And ask yourself just the general question, hey, am I being faithful? Am I making it my aim to please Christ in each of these areas of my life? And if you find the answer is no, then ask yourself, okay, what would it look like if I was to make it my aim to please Christ in this area? What needs to change, right? Strategic planning. How do I get from where I am to where I want to be? That's some of the work that you can begin to do in this. And then uh, again, as, as we, we've talked about, we're going to hit different subjects as we continue to go on here next week, talking about our, our reputation being above reproach, talking about purity in a couple weeks, living a balanced life. Uh, you know, demonstrating wisdom, making God's truth attractive, uh, being evangelist there, you know, being generous men, uh, communicating well, uh, being moderate, temperate in all things, overcoming self-centeredness. These are all subjects that we're going to hit on, but again, they all fall under this general overarching blanket subject of uh, of faithfulness. So uh, that's where we're heading. And uh, we hope that you're encouraged that we're back and we hope that you will tell other people about the the podcast and uh, we will be back in. We've got it mapped out. We will be in every single week, weekend. You'll have the, these episodes dropping every Friday. And so uh, speaking of which, if you are listening on Apple or wherever you listen, if you could give us a like, give us a subscribe um, and uh, and just uh, even leave a, a review rating, that, that just helps get this podcast out there further. And we would love for you to be able to do that because we do want to make as, as broad an impact as we possibly can. But uh, man, Kellen, I don't know about you, but it's, it's good to be back. It is. It is. Sitting in this room, you know, the air conditioning hadn't popped on, so we're starting off good. Right. And it's somewhat cool out it's for the cool. summertime. So yeah. yeah, it won't be, but it, it is for we'll now. We'll take it so. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man, we, uh, we're going to start right now, but we are going to be praying for you as you uh, strive this week to be quality men of God, and we will catch you again next week.